Welcome to No Budget Dreams. I'm Kelsey Nicole. If you are coming back for episode five, thank you so much for your support, and I appreciate you coming back for another journey. If this is your first episode, welcome aboard. You don't have to go back to the previous four episodes. Each episode stands alone, but I definitely recommend the previous four episodes because there's some really great content there. A no-budget dream is the perfect pitch for a project you'd create if money and intellectual property were no object. I have the conversations with my friends, and I built a podcast around it because it leads to some really good conversations. That being said, it is the nature of fandom that we'll all have different opinions, and we do disagree on things. So we try to come from a positive place here, but on the occasions where we are negative, please don't take it personally if you disagree with what we have to say. Uh, We don't want to isolate anybody, and nobody is wrong for feeling a different way. Even some of my guests and I have different opinions on different things, and that's okay, because we'll always find common ground somewhere. That's how fandoms work. So don't feel bad if you don't agree with me or with my guests. Uh, Chances are there's something down the line that you may agree with, and that's okay. Also, I do try to notate spoilers uh, anytime they come up in our conversations, Typically, these are the realm of fantasy and things that have not been created and don't exist, will not exist. So we don't get too many spoilers around these parts, but when we do get them, I will notate them because talking about fandoms, talking about things that we like, we can tend to reference things that are currently happening or because of why we would change them or what we like about them. So that being said, in that spirit, uh, we do have some spoilers in this episode. It's a little spoiler heavy. I don't want to ruin anything for anyone. I don't want to be the person that stopped you from getting to enjoy Avengers 4 the way that you wanted to because I ruined the trailer for you, Caitlin, or I took you to a Tom King panel where he spoiled Batman. Anyway, the point is, Uh, I will notate spoilers in the show notes. I will give you the heads up in the intro. So that being said, there are a little bit of speculation spoilers for Batman 55. The issue had not yet come out yet when this was recorded. So it was all speculation. There's a little reference to things that are happening going forward, but nothing specific. I think it's just creative team change. Uh, Also... There's a lot of Spider-Man reference, but, like, if you don't know Gwen Stacy's dead by now, where have you been? Uh, And also some reference to the last issue Dan Slott wrote, which was Spider-Man 800, I believe. And then a little bit of spoilers around the current run of Daredevil, issues 606, 607, and the issue that dropped recently, 608. So those are the spoilers. I will timestamp them in the show notes as well. So you know where to skip, but they are towards the end of the episode where we're kind of just talking. So if you want to just drop off then, Kyle's pitch will also be in the, or Kyle's uh, plug will also be in the show notes as well. So feel free to drop off when we start talking about things that are no longer his no budget dream. So a little bit of housekeeping before I introduce Kyle, my guest. I do have social media, and I did create a website, so you can find all of the social media on nobudgetdreams.com. It will be live by the time this episode drops. Uh, I wanted to provide a space where you can interact with me or interact with 
my guests sometimes if they're interested uh, just to get a little bit more information about my opinions on things, their opinions on things, content that isn't really podcast appropriate, but is stuff that you might want to know. Also, I have Instagram where I post silly graphics, kind of hinting at what the topics are going to be about in the new episode. That is No Budget Dreams Pod on Instagram. You can tweet me at No Budget Dreams on Twitter and feel free to engage with me. I will try to be a little bit more active there and dropping information rather than just dropping the show and moving on. And you can email me at nobudgetdreamspod at gmail.com if you want to send me your no budget dream, talk to me about me about my no budget dreams. Uh, give me some constructive criticism, correct me on information I may have gotten wrong. I might have a wealth of knowledge of certain comics, but I might not remember things correctly all the time. That happens. So feel free to engage with me there. Also, if you happen onto Anchor, uh, there is an option to support me now. I don't expect it. I don't require it. I don't think anybody's going to do it. But if you feel like throwing me a couple books, why not? Uh, The option was there, so I threw it on there. Again, no need to do so, but maybe buy me a coffee. Who cares? So that being said, I will go forward here, and we I will introduce Kyle Lee. He is my friend, former co-worker, a writer. We used to trade comic books on separate shifts, so I would be leaving work and leave a chunk of stuff on his desk, and then I would come into work, and then that chunk would be on my desk, plus whatever he was adding to the pile, and we had sort of a comic book exchange, uh, and sometimes I would leave him little notes that said, no, fuck you, when they gave me no emotional reactions. So he is also the Barbara Gordon to my Dick Grayson Without the romantic part of the relationship, but 100% the relationship that she is done with his shit all of the time. He is done with my shit all of the time. So I will introduce him now, and there will be a little bit of music, and then we'll get into Kyle's No Budget Dreams. What's up? Hey, hey. Dude, I have not actually talked to you since April. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, man. So I'll give you the warning about the cats. They okay. are chatty as fuck right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got I've got the master grace and and, you know, you never know what he's going to do. Yeah, I don't know. Tiger immediately just went really loud the minute i touched him so yeah yeah. Yeah. i'll I'll just uh, avoid touching my cat okay yeah he's he seemed to have gone to to distract himself somewhere so okay we'll see what we'll see what happens but you know if i yell shut up it's not at you or it might be at me i mean mean, it can occasionally yeah there 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 might be a a situation where you might tell me to shut up well i will tell you that in in the in the spirit of no spoilers we we've already kind of talked about captain marvel in text and we have differing opinions on it so we should probably just avoid that topic yeah yeah i i i think that would be fair i think that would be fair more just more just for the spoilers 
end of it than yeah. the differing opinions. Because just, just the spoilers. Yeah, that, that's all it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So that being said, what's what you got for me? Okay, so I've got some like smaller ones that I'm not going to go into as much detail uh, because I don't think that you'll be interested uh, in them, but I just wanted to throw them out there. Hey, um, it's, not, it's not for me. It's for the people. The, sure, sure. But the, I, like I mean, 20 I, people listen to this podcast. Yeah, and, so. it, and I'm, I'm one of them. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan, so I want to I want to keep it light. I want to keep the riffs going. That's fair. So um, I can riff on things I don't understand. Okay, okay. So one, one thing that I have always wanted is uh, like a actually good wrestling game. And okay. uh, a lot of them have just kind of fallen into this. We're still trying to make it look like a sport thing. And it's completely ignoring the fact that we all know it's, it's not like we, we know it's predetermined, like lean right. into that. We're not watching. We know we're not watching football or basketball here. We know we're watching a glor- like a guy's soap opera. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like too many of the games have tried to be a simulation of actual fights, and instead, I want a wrestling role-playing game uh, that's like turn-based, kind of like Final Fantasy. Okay. And, and that way, you have that give and take with the computer where you're not trying to beat them necessarily, but you're trying to like collaborate to make something interesting. And then it is determined, like you get a rating essentially as you tell the story that you're supposed to tell. And it's just, it's just focused on the reality of what being a professional wrestler is actually like. It could be like choose your own adventure. Exactly. Like, you know, you, you make your own character and then you just play the role of a wrestler. And uh, and I think that would be super fun. That does sound fun. See, that would be that does sound like it would be fun because it would be more of a like you have maybe some predetermined stories, but it can be a lot like the games that have come out recently, like Detroit and some other ones where you have multiple different endings depending on choices that you make. Exactly. And I think also then it's, it brings into the question, like you have these people who are real people, but you can maybe change alliances or do different storylines based that would never happen on TV because they have certain things that they have to do. So I don't, I don't know who anybody is. I know who John Cena is. So like John Cena maybe is friends with somebody he's not normally friends with. Yeah. Is is the undertaker still a thing? (laughs) Shockingly. Yes. He's, he's, he's like 80 years old and he it's, it's really sad to watch him try to wrestle now because like he just got a hip replacement and (laughs) it's real slow and it's, it's bad. It's Oof. real bad. Uh, everybody, tune into Undertaker fighting Triple H uh, next month. I guess like that's a real thing that's happening. Two guys that are not even wrestlers anymore. Well past their prime. Yeah, yeah, and we're being forced to believe that it's gonna be amazing. So that's great. It's gonna be like watch it. It's gonna be like bum fights or yeah. like. Well, it's going to be like old people 
like a, if you had wrestling but in a, a nursing home yeah so so there's actually a story uh regarding that where there was a an old wrestler who uh he had been wrestling for like 50 60 years and then he he eventually got to the point where he was so old that they had to put him in assisted living and he was senile at this point and he ended up uh getting in a fight with a guy because he like warged out or something and ended up killing him and it's like that's that's a real thing that happened and it's terrifying so uh you know i i uh i want people to take care of their brains nowadays uh, or like that one that killed their family he killed his family yeah, his yeah. like wife yeah chris benoit and uh yeah that's 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 an awful story and it's it really is I, um, I only know about it because karen and georgia talked about it because course. vince told georgia about it yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, that that's the that's the other thing we have uh, podcasts that we listen to. Hello. If you like wrestling, it's great. Um, so anyways, moving moving past that, uh, there is a comic book idea that I kind of talked to you about um a little bit uh where i just want some sort of situation where uh ben Grimm and dr doom are trapped in space together and they have to go through all this junk to try and get back to earth so they're <laughs> like having this uh <laughs> where they begrudgingly have to work with the person that they hate most in the world although dr doom would probably say it's reed but like reed like he's just everybody hates him i mean yeah saying that you hate reed richards is like saying water's wet exactly like everybody hates even reed. his You're even not- his best friend sometimes probably hates reed richards a little bit oh guaranteed guaranteed he yeah. turned him into a rock monster how can you not hate exactly him? um i mean so- and we we all know that that you know we all know that that marriage is like on its last threads uh, it's 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 a it's a marriage in name only yes uh because they definitely sleep in different rooms oh, yeah oh yeah and and like and and sue is just like oh it's because he snores so loud but that's not it like, that's, that's not, not it not at it. all no. you know you know sue is only not getting a divorce they're staying together for the kids yeah a hundred percent and and like there's a reason that sue has a room that's right by the ocean like i don't i don't want to make any assumptions about why she asked for that room but you know listen i'm not saying that there might be an affair happening but i'm also saying there isn't i'm not saying there isn't one i mean you know tides come in tides come out nobody asks any questions like nobody knows you know fleet week is a thing so absolutely uh so it, it would it would be like a a intergalactic Hello, dude. Are you there? Um, and maybe they can find a begrudging respect for each other at the end of so, it. So you're gonna have to repeat all of that. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so so I was saying, 
it would be like an intergalactic uh, planes, trains, and automobiles where they have to go from one place to another. And like maybe at the end of it, they would maybe have a begrudging respect for each other and might actually kind of like each other. Uh, you know, maybe so they every find... John Candy movie. Exactly, and and if if I if I could do that, that I would have John Candy play the thing. Like, are you kidding me? That right? would be amazing. He would be great. And and listen, Steve Martin, Doctor Doom. I I can't even express how funny that would be to me. Right. That I I would love that. I would but... love that. Oh, yeah. Things we never got and we'll never have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Disappointing. So uh, one of my two big ones that I wanted to talk about, uh, because I, like I said, I have listened to all of the previous episodes and (laughs) uh, and I'm a big fan. (laughs) Oh, thanks. uh, Oh, jeez. And, Tell me more about how great I am. <laughs> yeah, super cool. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, I, I really enjoyed all the previous episodes, but I felt like everybody was going a little too realistic, and for okay. for the term of no budget dream, where you have to like really go out there, I am thinking of something that is quite literally impossible it is there is no way that this could ever happen i mean some people dream big and some people dream small and if you're somebody who dreams big i encourage you to just go for it so so here it is everybody knows fan fiction everybody has their own ships we all partake and and otps and 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 everything like that uh we all have that that side of our fandom where we we really love a pairing ugh, a pairing of people an idea a headcanon everything like mm-hmm. that so kind of going off of what you were talking about with like detroit and and like the choose your own adventure type of game Mm-hmm. I want a fan fiction simulator. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Where you have access to every single character that has ever existed. And you can choose one and you play through a story that is uniquely catered to that character. And you can date any character that you want to and you set you set up the whole thing and it has an encyclopedic knowledge of both character (coughs) histories and it ties all of that into the story and like and it's triple a like high budget video game where you have branching storylines and 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 you can just act out your entire dream fan fiction and part of that is uh, one of my favorite games from last year was Injustice 2. And one of the things that I enjoyed most about it was you get to unlock different pieces of gear for each hero and then you can apply it and then you can like put a different color on it. And, and I basically called it my DC fashion simulator. 
<laughs> because I was just like, I want to dress up Black Canary in a bunch of weird stuff. And it was pretty limited, but like there's, there's some cool stuff. So I would include that portion of it where you like unlock different types of clothes and you get to like dress up your, your character in different uh, costumes and stuff like that. And you can be like, Oh, I'm going to go out on a, a date. You know, I'm going to dress up like this. So this listen, <laughs> All I want is to be able to put Tony Stark in some of his dumb fucking outfits from the past 75 years of canon. That's why I wanted I want... to include that this part into, into this whole story because it's a part of that headcanon. It's a part of that fan fiction that we get attached I, to. I want spare parts, man. Yes. I want to be able to do my Halloween costume this year, which I'm finally doing the crop top running oh, outfit. Yes, yes, absolutely. I want to do also side note, tank tops are absurdly expensive for what I'm purchasing. And I just very want, strange. It's very I just strange. want I just want the clothing industry to like acknowledge that I shouldn't be paying ten dollars for basically a square of fabric. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I mean it's the same thing with shorts. Like there are shorts that are more expensive than jeans. There are uh, or like leggings. That are, yeah. It doesn't make sense that you're paying more for less. We're, we're, no, it doesn't. We're on a tangent. We're on a tangent. Uh, well, that's okay. This is this is all about tangents. But I also want I also want Dick Grayson's absurdly long ponytail. Yeah, and then the best part about this game is you can have Tony Stark dressed up as Spare Parts Man, and you can have him go to a spaghetti dinner with Dick Grayson. With his fucking crazy ass uh, ponytail, and then after they're done, they can go get gelato. And like it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's the best game, but it is also literally impossible. I, you know, somewhere someone may get a great idea. The only thing we'd have to do is just get play. Marvel and DC to play nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, and and it, it'll, <coughs> especially not for this, especially not for this. Would it? No, one hundred percent wouldn't. Yeah, I know the 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 entire pitch of you want to make a game where Batman goes on a date with Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Of course yes, that I, is the thing that I want. And I want them to have an interesting conversation. Now, chop, chop. Right. Just, they would have a lot to say to each other. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, like, the, I think the only way I would be able to make this happen is if quantum computing takes, like, a, a, a real hard left turn into, like, <coughs> fan fiction side of the internet. But uh, I, I, and I would, I would call it uh, Fan Fiction Simulator Three Thousand, uh, because you know that's the best. Cut the check. There's no better name. Yeah. I listen. There's no reason why Nightwing and Spider Man wouldn't be friends. And I know. I know. It, there's zero reason. And that's they would the, that's the other probably thing. talk. It wouldn't. It, it wouldn't have to be 
like romantic. You could just have friends hanging out. You could just have like you could do the weird fan fiction where it's like, oh, we're rivals. Like, you know, I want to I want to be the best. And there's no romance about it at all. Like you would be able to build all of that however you want. Yeah. No, I want this because then you don't know how many head, like I have not expressed to you my multiple, multiple head cannons about how if DC and Marvel were the same universe that like Dick and Tony or um, Tony and Bruce would go way back. Like Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne would know each other from children Uh and they would like either. And I think that they would still be friends. I think that Bruce would be like, weird about Iron Man sometimes and about the Avengers because he wouldn't be allowed to control the Avengers like he can the Justice League Mm -hmm. and he would be all he would be right there being like what the hell are you doing and Tony be like whatever I feel like bitch (laughs) yeah yeah and and like I I have a headcanon if DC and Marvel were in the same universe where obviously Commissioner Gordon and Captain Stacy are on the on the police force together Absolutely. And, and their daughters would be friends. Exactly. They're, uh, you know, Gwen Stacy and Barbara Gordon, my two favorite <laughs> in the world, would be friends. Because Absolutely. that makes sense. Yep. I'm for this. I want it created. I want to I wanna make it happen. I don't know who who I can make it happen. Yeah. But- if, if you, if you want to, like, uh, knock out elon musk and like give me a week probably i I think i think i could probably do it in a week yeah but he's been kind of a shit turd lately so i don't know if we really want to tap elon musk for much of anything no i that's that's why we knock him out and take him out of commission and then i then just take over his company exactly and i just i just divert all of the fucking he seems really into digging tunnels or something. I don't know. We divert all of that towards making this fan fiction simulator. You know, all of all of that shooting car- Teslas into space stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. just focus that energy on just fan fiction simulator. Yes, exactly. You know, something that will actually help the world. Right, and it doesn't make no sense at all. Right. Like, right. Why are we sending a car into space? What is that doing? Zero things. It's like, it's it's basically like, just telling the aliens, "Hey, we're assholes." Right. We're kind of like, assholes. Like, don't don't come here. No, that's that is absolutely identifying to the rest of the universe mm-hmm. that we're just a bunch of fucking douchebags. Yeah. Yeah. So, Why not, like, if Star Lord wasn't bad enough, yeah, and and whereas uh, with with my plan, uh, we would be putting something out into the universe that is uh, good and it's, and is healthy. It's, it's just beautiful, is what yeah. it is. I yeah. mean, think of all the beautiful friendships you could create, like Captain America and Superman. Yeah, yeah, and they'd get along, right? Like Lois. They're both into Lois, yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> Lois could also just like fire J- Jonah Jameson from his own paper. Yes. And just be like, I'm going to take this over and do it better. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 he would. What would he do? What would he nothing? Do? Because you can't argue with Lois. Yeah, you can't because she's the best. Yeah. 
Mm-mm. 100%. Yeah. I just, just everyone loves Wonder Woman. Yes. Because if you don't love Wonder Woman, you're just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's absolutely true. Uh, I, I, I have a friend that actually, uh, she just had her boyfriend watch Wonder Woman and he hadn't seen it yet and he loved it and she's like he can stay it's okay like it, you know if yeah okay if, you you don't have to dump him exactly if 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 he didn't like it deal breaker i mean that's that's a that's a classic liz lemon deal breaker that's true it's like the bar for people really is do you like wonder woman yeah and if your answer is no you're you're garbage yeah you're bad you're a bad person you're bad yeah Okay, are you ready to talk about the main event? I am ready for the main event because I already have a little idea of what it is, and I'm so excited about it. Yes. Like, and I, I like full on started taking notes uh, about this entire idea. So, <coughs> as a little bit of background, uh, Kelsey and I were texting each other back and forth and i came up with an idea about who my dream casting for j jonah jameson would be in the mcu and i brought up mark Marin uh <laughs> because i think that would be funny and i think it would be very funny even if they keep him in the newspaper that like i think he'd be able to pull that off he totally comes off as a as a new york newspaper kind of guy like it it makes sense but i was also thinking about what if we kept him closer to mark marin and kept him as a podcaster uh, <laughs> and and like he would have guests on that are like famous in the marvel universe but the only thing that he wants to talk to them about is spider-man so <laughs> so it, it derails all of these interviews that start off like totally normal and and he would be like oh yeah sure sure and and then and then what do you think about spider-man <laughs> it would become kind of like when Aaron talks about like guitars or like, uh, oh, oh, who, who were your guys? Who were your guys when when you were a kid when you were watching comedy? Like, who were your guys? Yeah, that that sort of thing. So like, Spider Man would be his <laughs> version every single time, no matter who he's talking to. <laughs> so that got me thinking about this whole larger picture of what would my dream spider-man movie be uh and a lot of it is because i am full-on spider-man invested right now like because <laughs> i <laughs> because of the game yes because of the game because i got it uh as soon as i possibly could i got it at 9 p.m on september 6th and i have been playing it constantly ever since like i have already hundred percented beat the story got every collectible got everything i did everything and now i'm halfway through my second playthrough uh because it's amazing so i'm i'm very Uh, is it amazing 
it's so hard to not use that word when you're talking about Spider-Man. would you say that it's also spectacular it's it's even friendly what about superior it's, it, it's superior to all other spider-men yes yes Perfect. I would say that. um so i'm definitely we've run the gamut then of all the um adjective list yeah i think we've hit all of the adjectives yeah. Yeah. spider-man adjectives yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we tried. Um, so I'm I'm definitely in in the in the Spider-Man headspace right now. So I've been thinking about like what would be my dream Spider-Man movie with Mark Marin as J. Jonah Jameson as a starting point. So one of the things that I would really want is I want it to be a Secret Six movie. So I would kind of jump off of where where they have set things up with homecoming where you have you know michael Wait, Keaton sinister at... six yeah or uh, did i say secret six you, you did i was like wait so gail simone's involved in this as well <laughs> yes yes i'm going to have doing, wait is this still your it's the fan fiction i'm all over the place i'm trying i'm trying uh yes the sinister six um alliteration and the number six like what are you gonna do i mean i know that's why i was just clarifying yeah yeah so i'm helping thank you thank i even have it written down right here and i i didn't i didn't even read my notes i'm a dummy um i mean we've all been there yeah so i i would keep michael keaton as the vulture i thought he Mm -hmm. was in in uh in homecoming and i'd even keep uh bokeem woodbine as shocker i think he could probably be a pretty cool shocker considering shocker's not that great so like i think they're, right you think you made fun. me interested enough in shocker to keep you as shocker so i think you've got a good thing going <laughs> exactly exactly like you 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 got rid of the the first guy that was shocker and it, who was uh the worst he was so bad. So like they 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 got rid of him in Homecoming and they replace him with Bokeem Woodbine and it's gonna be great. So so you have those two already established in Homecoming. And then I want to round out the rest of the uh six with uh Craven. Yeah. Uh Mysterio right now. Okay. And one more, but I wanted to kind of see who you. Oh no, I I have it here. Doc Ock, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so so that that would be my 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 crew, and uh, I do have Norman in this fucking movie because you have to if you're including the Sinister Six, you have to have Norman. I know, even though he's not going to be a part of the six, he's he's going to be there. We we talked about who who that should be. Uh, Christoph Waltz. I I think that would be. Okay, so Christoph Waltz, but also when Chris and I talk about it, we also like Brian Cranston. Oh, I mean, I kind of love Cranston as as like a Lex Luthor, so I could definitely see it. Yeah, like yeah. on that same wavelength. Also, mostly because. Those two picks, though, for me, are entirely based on the fact that I have a weird sexual thing for Norman. Like, I have a weird crush on him in a in a way that I cannot explain or 
or justify to anybody. It's the hair. It's <laughs> it's it is three thousand percent the hair. Yeah, it is. I just think, listen, I appreciate him in the same way that I appreciate a Batman in that he's probably into weird stuff. And if there's a guy that is into weird stuff, I'm I'm there. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I mean, I, I hate Norman Osborn. With no, I know you do. You have your I can't I can't. I can't. <laughs> I... I know you can't get behind it and you'll never support it no. and that's okay. No, I am I, I don't am expect it. Disapproving mother right now. Like no, don't I mean that I feel like your dis your disapproval of me now is not dissimilar to your disapproval of me always. <laughs> which is which is why which is why you're the babs to my dick. You just yeah. disapprove of ninety percent of my choices, yeah. and then just go. All right, well, good luck with that. I'm gonna go over here and not do that thing that you want to do. Yeah. And then when I come in, I go. So I did the thing, and it didn't go well. You're like, yeah, I know. I said it wasn't gonna, and mm-hmm. you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. So, um, okay. So, 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 Christoph Waltz or or Brian Cranston, either one. Uh, the problem with that is I wasn't able to land on a uh, Harry Osborne that fit. Uh, I have a Harry Osborne. Okay, go ahead. Do you want to know my Harry Osborne? Yes. Justin Timberlake. I mean, uh, just is, is it the hair again? Is it the hair again? It's the hair, but also it's there's it's specifically. The specific reason I have picked him is one, just watch, just it's stuff that I don't want to get into to justify here because it goes off into a whole like other side tangent that I would then have to explain that to people who aren't aware of it. But also, have you seen the buy commercial where he's like putting raspberries, blueberries inside of raspberries? what no it's so they're talking about how it's a blue it's raspberry it's like blue raspberry blueberry raspberry flavor of bi and it's like set up like a news room and (laughs) the guy says this just in bi now comes in blue raspberry or something like that and this justin and it like shows justin timberlake and he's like is stuffing blueberries inside of raspberries. And then he goes, blasberries. They're oh. called blasberries. And then starts to, like, put them in the guy's mouth. And I don't, just something about that says Harry Osborne to me, that he's probably stoned. Yeah. And he's just sitting there doing the dumbest shit. But also, it's really funny. But I just think Justin Timberlake, also, he's kind of weird looking, but a little, but also attractive. Sure. In the sense that you can, like, with Harry, it's kind of like, I can see where you would be attractive, especially because you're rich, but also that hair. Sure, yeah. I, I mean, he, he's a little old to, to match up with, with Tom Holland, as far as, like... I mean, I get it. But also, like, my perfect... Like, my perfect Spider-Man isn't Tom Holland. He's great and wonderful, but, like, I'm on a different wavelength with Spider-Man fan casting. I mean, Sure. Sure. I, 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 I'm, I'm just going off of what, you know, no, I know. I'm keeping and I love Tom Holland. I think he's, 
he's great. So I'm I'm totally cool with keeping him. I don't know any young people, so no, I'd stay I... away from youths. Right, I'm afraid of youths. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a Stranger Things kid that somebody could make Harry Osborne or something. Sure, sure, yeah. The um, a, a Stranger oh, Kids thing. Oh, the um, fucking Joe Curie. Uh, he plays. Uh, he... I don't. I've never seen a Stranger Things episode in my life. Okay. Well. Well. It, the the people the 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 nineteen people that aren't me that are listening uh, that know uh, Stranger Things. Steve uh, from Stranger Things would be a very good Harry Osborn. So All right. There it is. Steve that. from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um. One, one thing that I want in this movie is <coughs> one of my favorite things about uh good comic book movies is they always open with uh, a fight with like a total jobber like a just a, a lame lame villain like like in uh winter soldier when he fights batrock the leaper like yeah that's awesome like you you get to throw in one of those characters that isn't good enough to have like a full movie devoted to him but you get to have like a little bit of fun and and just kind of throw fans a bone with with something uh, kind of goofy. So with this movie, I want it to open with a uh, fight with the enforcers, uh, only because I want Fancy Dan to be in a movie. Uh, um, Fancy Dan is amazing and does deserve a movie. I mean, it just to be in a movie. If I can just say one day I sat down in a theater and as the credits rolled, I saw somebody that was credited as Fancy Dan. I mean, I'm good. I'm, I, I've gotten everything that I could ever ask for. Um, <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't even have casting for that. Like, I don't care. Unknown. I don't care. As long as I get to see Fancy Dan in the credits and yes. know that it's Fancy Dan in the movie. Yes. I want somebody to say get him fancy dan and then like he fights with spider-man like that's all i want um perfect so uh here's where it gets crazy um i have a casting for doc ock that you will either love or you will hate and my my whole reasoning behind this is uh, I don't like Doc Ock very much. So. I mean, I agree. So, so if this is my dream Spider-Man movie, I have to pick somebody to play Doc Ock who I would enjoy watch watching play Doc Ock. Uh, so I chose Mark Hamill uh, okay. because I think he would be really good at like playing that mentor. To Peter like prior to becoming Doc Ock if you want to do that portion of the story but he would also be really good at playing like the superior like you dare think that you're as good as me like that that whole Doc <clears throat> I can get behind it because he plays a really good villain like he's really good at being a villain and I I can completely see him just fucking up peter parker yeah yeah and the and and like even though he's older you kind of get it that like he 
He's an older scientist. He's been doing this a long time. That's kind of why he needs the arms. Like, he needs some help to get around a little bit because he is older. So it, it wouldn't even be an issue with, with his age or anything like that. And it would make no. sense that he'd have, like, 10-year, you know, things like that. Well, yeah, and it'd be 90% CGI anyway with yeah. the arms and shenanigans. All of the hard stuff will be done with with fake robot arms oh man that would be so good and he wouldn't even have to do it and be like weird looking he could just be like himself and that would be fine yeah. and also a great callback to the fact that both peter and ned are obsessed with star wars and then yeah. it would just be like this little nod to everyone being like luke skywalker why have you forsaken me uh-huh because it like let's be real <laughs> getting Harrison Ford as fucking Doc Ock like it's not right uh like that although it would be very funny uh but it would not happen um (laughs) so uh and then that would uh, be the weirdest casting yeah that no 100% no yeah yeah um and then uh for Craven uh I picked Rusev uh who is a professional wrestler from bulgaria uh so he has the accent and he uh he's built like a house he and he's able to do both comedy and like serious stuff he's able to be scary and funny like the whole thing so whatever craven you want to have you can you can get it with rusev rusev's great rusev number one um and then uh for Oh no, I think I lost you again. So badly. I lost you again after Rusev number one. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, I I didn't get that far. So uh, <laughs> for Mysterio, this is uh, a a rumor that had been around for ages, like all the way back to the Raimi uh, movies, and I loved this idea so much that it's it's for sure in my dream spider-man movie so for mysterio i want bruce campbell okay and you don't even have to sell me on that one exactly like everybody's into that and you have bruce campbell you have him as you know a, an an old uh, Hollywood effects guy who did practical effects. So like everything that he does to try and get at Peter is practical. So it's kind of a statement. At, uh, you know, here's all these all this CG stuff, but then like you're fighting Mysterio and it's all like practical and you can feel it and it's like kind of a meta statement. And I think that would be. <laughs> Uh, plus, absolutely. If if there's anybody who's gonna pull off that fucking fishbowl, it's Bruce Campbell. He's he's gonna he's gonna have his voice coming out from under that fishbowl, and you're gonna be like, I get it, man. I get it. I'm down with you. I mean, I also listen. I'm not against the Yake Yellen Hall. Yeah, casting either. Yeah. I mean, I I think I, I if that is who he's playing, I think it's cool. I think it's super super cool, and I I think Jalen Hall's always good. So, but like, I, I'm in. But it's, he's also my Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. Forever. It, he was he was 
very close mm-hmm. to being Peter Parker. So it's 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 kind of it's it's perfect for him to be involved in it. And yeah. so I've gone into this whole thing about my dream Spider-Man movie. And you haven't mentioned Gwen Stacy once. And there's the thing. <laughs> so you have Peter encountering this huge insurmountable task and he doesn't have the ability to contact any of the people that he looked up to or relied upon in the past because I mean if we're if we're taking bets I'm gonna guess that uh, Captain America and Iron Man don't make it out of Avengers 4 it's not a spoiler movie is no it's just a it's just a guess it's just a guess so I leaning more towards cap surviving though i mean entirely possible but but i genuinely but i don't i 100 percent. if i walk out of avengers 4 and tony's still alive i'm (laughs) gonna be genuinely shocked because i am 100 percent convinced that he is going to die yeah yeah so so uh, in 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 this movie i'm coming off the expectation that some of the people that Peter looked <coughs> to and would trust and would ask for help from are no longer going to be there. So he's going to be like outmanned and outgunned, you know, doing something that he can't handle. And motherfucking Madam Web reaches through the Spider Verse and is just like, yo, uh, one of the spiders needs some help. Uh, you too. We need you to come in and and save him uh, because like a lot of a lot of shit is hinging on this, and so she grabs uh, Spider Gwen and she grabs Miles Morales, and they're both older than Tom Holland because they've they've each been spiders for long in their own universes. That's why they were specifically <laughs> picked because they're experienced. They would know how to handle a situation like this. They would be able to help. Mm-hmm. So for Miles, I'm saying uh, kind of close your eyes for like five minutes of homecoming. And forget <laughs> Donald Glover. Yeah, forget that Donald Glover was already in this. And he's, he's Miles because uh, come on, guys. Miles only exists because of Donald for Spider-Man. That is that is the reason that Miles was created. Why isn't Donald Glover already playing Miles Morales in a movie? Why are why are we doing this still? Come on. Um he could also just look just like his uncle. Entirely possible. Like if you want to you know, like wanna, it happens. If you wanna if you wanna explain it away like that, totally fine. And then you could have, you could have a situation where he meets uh, Uncle Aaron, and he's just like, "What the hell?" And and it's like, uh, all alternate universes don't 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 even ask about it. And then they like sw- uh, swing away or something. And also, if Bruce Wayne can manage to adopt three children from completely different people that look exactly like him, mm-hmm. we can justify Donald Glover and. Donald Glover. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's fine. It's 
totally fine. You could just glide on past it, like not even an issue. And then, yep. And then, the main event, the star of the piece, as <laughs> as Gwen Stacy, Spider Girl, uh, Ghost Spider, by the ghost way, spider. she's Ghost Spider now. But whatever you want to call her, I'm just saying, Kristen Bell. Yep. I mean, that's good. She she's perfect. She she can hit Gwen's attitude. She can hit the parts where it's like I'm coming at this from experience. Like I have knowledge. I know what I'm talking about. So it's a little Veronica Mars. Exactly. Like it like it hits all of the bases. Uh, so that 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 is the number one thing that I want in this movie. Not to tangent too much, but speaking of Ghost Spider, so I saw. There are these like little shorts to prepare for that Marvel Rising movie. And they opted to, they killed a friend of hers, but it's not Peter. Really? Yeah, which I thought was interesting. And it's like, you're just leaving this open so that you can have Spider Man. Like, you're just, you're just leaving this open so that if this whole like, team of like relatively unknown lady mostly lady heroes yeah. and then some new patriot that i've never heard of yeah and then the and then the fire guy if this doesn't pan out for you you can have spider-man swoop in and swoop in and save it i see you disney i see what you're doing hedging their bets hedging their yeah bets. some guy named kevin yeah yeah i mean hey, you know you got to do what you got to do I don't know. Sometimes my cousins call my brother Kevin, and it, we don't know why. It just was a thing that started, and he hates it. I, so that's what matters. I, as as somebody that shares your brother's name, I get it. Yeah, sometimes you're just Kevin. Yeah, yeah sometimes it happens. <laughs> All right, so Gwen Stacy. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell kicks everybody's butt. Yes. And she's, she's the hero. Whips Tom Holland into shape. Yep, I'm for it. And then and then bops off to her own universe again, and she, and then is like, peace. She's like, see ya. And then uh, when she does see you, it's in her extremely successful uh, own movie series. Perfect. Yeah, that's fine. There Got the check. There we go. Oh, and uh, Venom isn't anywhere near this. Sorry, Chris. Fuck off. Venom's awesome. <laughs> but only only Chris's version of Venom where yeah. she is a struggling single mother. Yeah. The 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 problem w- is that uh that's the only good version of Venom. Every but, version of Venom is the worst. But we could have Venom like I don't know. The recent Venom that we talked about, like when it was Flash Thompson, like yeah. He was teaching Venom how to love. And that sounded not what I wanted it yeah. to sound like. Yeah. But it was, he was, you know, he's like goopy. he has a, well, he had a whole conversation. I know he's goopy. Yeah. But he had a whole conversation, like stopping Peter from, because like Peter was all Venomed out. And then he was like, no, don't. Like, the violence doesn't have to happen. That comes from you, not from Venom. And like, Venom is a good person. <laughs> it was like, yeah, no, but like Eddie or like Flash had like worked with Venom and like made made Venom chill out. Right. I'm just saying. 
like it just it's Eddie Brock, man. Sure, but like the entire leap of saying Flash Thompson, <coughs> Peter's childhood bully, is all of a sudden the guy that's like, no, I'm gonna take this alien and I'm gonna teach but, it how to love. Like, listen, uh, first of all, uh, he's dead, so respect him. Yeah, sure. Second so of all, he has had a journey, and him and Peter were friends at the end. He has grown as a person. He went to war and lost his legs and came back and admitted that he was a dick and had a beautiful relationship with Betty Brandt. And, you know, did his best to get his life together and be a better person. And him and Peter were friends. And if Peter can forgive him, you can forgive him. Because it's not like he did anything like kill a girlfriend oh he didn't do a norman i know you know? oh i know i know you know i had I to get know. one in I there know. you know i had to get one in there <laughs> I, I i i i knew i was leaving myself open to what a brother <laughs> and gwen what am i doing <laughs> oh my god i'm just saying he didn't he was a bully, but he reformed. And if we can't forgive, I know we're no better. Started the whole, you know, getting veterans jobs foundation. Like right. he did good stuff. He's just Every, listen. We, no, he got better. I know. I know. We all were. Listen, if we judged everybody by the fact that they were dicks in high school, nobody would have friends. Because everybody was a dick to somebody in high school. <laughs> True. True. Okay. Okay. Flash Thompson. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not fully I'm not fully taking you off the list, but you're 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 in you're on parole. You you, Fair. you you're not on my shit list. You're fine. Just just you know, if you come back to life and like your venom again, and you're just like being a dick, I re- I reserve the right to change. My but mind. he wasn't a dick as venom. I, he I was res- doing good all things. I'm, all I'm saying is, that, uh, who's who's writing Spider Man right now? A garbage person. And and what does that person do a lot of the time with Maybe. characters that have reformed or like have always been good since the beginning of time make them nazis yeah so i'm just saying i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna reserve the right to you know take him off that list oh i didn't explain to you how dc has forsaken me yesterday what, what did they do so just as i am on the like like I'm taking a little break from Marvel because I'm only reading one Marvel title right now two Marvel titles right now Uh and everything else on my list is DC Yeah, and I'm like because DC is hitting me where I live they are giving me exactly what I expect out of comics and that is everyone is sad (laughs) yes (laughs) like Batman Batman is fucking sad um but then other people are not sad. Like, mm-hmm. Dick is not sad. Him and Babs are, like, kind of getting back together. Which I love. Which is great. Yeah. And then, you know, this is, you're hitting me where, I, but then he's also going to get real fucked. Yeah, he's. But that's a lot of spoilers, so I'm not going to go any further than that. Into it. But then, the D, so, 
the they're doing something that I genuine I generally enjoy where they're with Nightwing where it's they're doing are they're rolling over writers and creative teams so it's like you write an, a story and then we put a new creative team on it and so it, it's not something that it's gonna get stale or you're having somebody who's gonna write it for 10 years and then just getting pass it off fresh, to someone else fresh voices right where it's you know there's not like a long continuing story going on and it's not something like Batman where you, you need kind of those long continuing stories, which as far as I'm concerned, Tom King can write it for the rest of his life. Yeah. He might not want to, but like he can, and I would accept it and I would read every single one until the day that I, he dies or I die, whichever happens first, probably me. Yeah. And, because um, he's going to give you a heart attack. Right. Cause he's, I would like one issue of a Tom King Batman that I don't cry on the bus. It ain't happening, sister. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it would be nice. Yeah. If I could just not cry on the bus one day. But so anyway, so the new, the current writer who I haven't loved, but it might just be the arc that is right now that I just didn't get behind. Um, he is leaving in December. Mm-hmm. And then... Scott Lobdell is going to be writing Nightwing. No. And it's the same sort of thing that's happening, which, according to Abby, he got better on Red Hood and the Outlaws. Uh-huh. We, so if we can, he, like, ch- grew and, like, got past the, like, weird sexualizing of Corey. Because, like, I read that first issue of Red Hood and the Outlaws, and I was but like upset. Both Caitlin and Abby have said that it is it went from there to be a really good, a pretty good book. Okay. And it just, we, everyone judged it too harshly. So are you going to be able to, like, set it aside and give him... And that's the thing is like, so the solicit without saying what the solicits are for spoiler reasons for Caitlin specifically, specifically Caitlin. if if Caitlin, when you listen to this, imagine that I'm just staring you in the face and covering your ears and covering your ears. Um, No spoilers going on, but just doing it out of solidarity. But off recording, I can tell you what it like the actual thing. Like, it sounds like a lot like what's happening with other books that I would potentially want to read or would have read if it weren't for the writer. It's everything that I would have wanted from a story or things that are right in line enjoy out of what's going on currently with DC books. But it's also not a writer that I'm fond of. But again, I I gave him one issue of one book. I don't. You know, we'll see what happens. It's, it's Maybe, I like, will at least give it like a chance. It's, it's not like it's friggin' Mark Millar coming in to do. I don't thing. see. I don't hate him as much as everybody else does. I get where he's problematic. I just have not. I don't have the same visceral anger with Mark Millar. But it's yeah. not like it's not like you're giving it to you know my nemesis. Yeah, yeah. Dan Slott. Yeah. And it's not like you know. It's not like you're giving it to Nazi sympathizers. Right. So, you know, it's fine. I will see how it goes. I'm just not, right, I'm just not jazzed about it. But also, like, I, if I drop Nightwing, I have nothing left but crying on the bus. 
right and i would like to not at least have something where i don't cry on the bus i mean you could read some of the jolly books that i like to read but you tell me that you hate them so like what well i don't hate everything i just i don't understand why everybody loves squirrel girl i just don't get it because it's funny i know but i just i just i don't want to have and it's good natured and and i just i'm not that thing and and it's uh, it's it's not even the same artist anymore, so you don't even have that excuse. Well, maybe if the art, I just, I'll be honest with you, my like a hundred percent of my reasons, besides the art, like it's, like maybe twenty percent the art, but it's eighty percent. I, just just to be contrary, like, I, I don't hate her as much as I, pretend to. I just think because of how, just because it would make Eric, just talking smack about her makes Eric make funny sounds. Right. And it's more just to be contrary. Like, it's fine. I, I have no actual issue with her. I don't, I don't want to read the book specifically because I didn't like the art. Right. But now, it's mostly just now I. Doing it now. And Derek Charm's very good. I'm just. I've I've come too far in my contrary. And now, now if you go back on it, if I go back, like a fraud. Yeah, I'll be I'll be a fraud if sure. I go back, and sure. it's just so you could be a big person and like admit that you're wrong, like I've have done I, on, on multiple occasions. Have like I ever you care about Iron Man? So like <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could do you could do that thing that I have already done. Yeah, but would that be true to me? I mean, fair, sure. Why not? But like, I mean, I also you don't want to cry on the bus anymore. I'm giving you a book that's not going to make you cry, and you're turn you you you're you're looking this gift horse. You're looking it right in the mouth, and I'm saying, take this horse, and you're like, no. I also, but I also enjoy, I also enjoy just everybody being miserable too much that I can't. I I still like crying on the bus. I just feel like I'm starting to get judged. Right. Is all. You are. I You are. <laughs> I mean, I also think about how much you judge other people on the bus, like that's everybody. Every I only listen, is judging every single person. I only on judge two types of people on the bus. <laughs> people who do things that are not bus appropriate, like clipping your nails sure. or playing your music without headphones on um but or and people who touch me yeah yeah and that includes people who manspread mm-hmm. people who decide that when they sit down in the seat next to me they also have to sit on top of me mm-hmm. and random women who just touch me and want to talk to me mm-hmm. about things that are outside the window when I'm have my headphones on and looking at my phone very clearly engaged in something and also that's a really good way for you to get stabbed because you don't know what life I've lived you don't know where I've been in my life thankfully I've never had anything that has been bad traumatizing or post-traumatic stress but you know you don't know that I don't have those issues and I do have a problem with being touched by strangers yeah, and that is something that will respond. My response usually would be to elbow check you in the throat. Right, 
As you so, do. as you do, as you do, um, because I also am a woman who lives in the city, mm-hmm. and that alone is a scary thing. Right, I'm just a woman who lives in the world. In the world, let's be real. In this, the world. In this, the world of twenty, the year of our Lord, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, but I get it. I get it. But that's fine. If they judge me for crying on the bus, it's fine. Like. I, I think it's not so much the judging of the crying. It's the active reading of a Batman comic and also crying. Right. Like, that's, I think, where they're like, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, crying about Batman. But, like, here's the thing. You could be crying on the bus over, like, Eat, Pray, Love. And I know what I'd rather cry over. Yeah, 100% it's Batman. Yeah, it, it, at least that that time I'm enjoying myself and I'm not thinking about Julia Roberts. Right. <laughs> I mean, you might be. She, she could have been in a Batman. Nope. nope. <laughs> I mean, if the, if the 90s had continued to have their way. I do I don't think at any point in time we were ever in danger of Julia Roberts being in a Batman movie. I, I mean, feel I don't like know. I can safely say that. I don't know. I feel like she holds herself up to a standard where she believes that that would be beneath her, like always. Because like when when she wasn't a crazy huge star, it like Batman was like still kind of on that Adam West kick where people thought it was still kind of cheesy. So like, why would she want to go after that? And then like after Batman eighty nine, like and it started pick a, picking up some steam. She was also like doing like the Pelican Brief and shit like that. Like she was already on another like tick. So like I don't. I don't think we have ever been in danger of Julia Roberts being in a Batman movie. I mean, I would have said to you at one time we were never in danger of George Clooney being Batman, but it happened and there were nipples. Like when George Clooney was Batman, the only thing that he had done was like facts of life in ER and like, <laughs> And, and like from dust till dawn and and like uh that one jennifer lopez movie like he hadn't be he wasn't george clooney at that point. out of sight it was out of sight thank you thank you I, guess what out of sight out of mind i forgot it <laughs> just like most of jennifer lopez's movies that aren't selena got you got you j-lo yeah <laughs> Anyway, she's not even the worst Jennifer that Ben Affleck dated. Zing. Ah! Got you, Electra. <laughs> don't, don't, don't diminish Electra that way. I mean, Electra leave, can do bad on her own. Leave Electra's, leave electric nachos out of this. She's done nothing to you. She is just a different looking Bucky, and it's okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but at least she was better in the series, in the TV show. I know, I know. She's just different, just different looking, Bucky. It's true. We accept her. We love her. It's all right. Yeah. She just well, is a little murdery. Um, I don't know if you're you've started picking up Daredevil again yet, but Phil Noto is there, and he's and so is Mike Murdoch. Uh, 
Oh, man. Like, those are two of my favorite <laughs> names in the world. Mike Murdoch and Phil Noto. Like, yes. And it's, yes. it's Thank time. You. Thank you. It's happened. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to have to make it's a... It's literally the only reason I'm still reading Daredevil. <laughs> I'm going to have to make a trip. I'm going to have to make a trip. <laughs> well, I'll go tomorrow and then you can wa- read Batman 55, which is going to destroy me and make me cry on the bus. <laughs> yep. yep. And we're right back where we started. <laughs> full circle crying on the bus oh goodness gracious all right well anything else got any other no i think i think that's that's all i i've got for for today but you know who knows i might i might show up in the future (laughs) so i hope you show up in the future at some point yeah yeah uh yeah, no, I, I that's all I had uh, notated for today. Okay. Uh, do you have anything to plug while you're still here uh, and have the attention of twenty people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I might be bringing some more people. You know, you never know. Um, I'm very popular. Uh, <laughs> In your own mind. In my own mind. Yes. Hey, you could you know the birds of prey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gotta listen. I'm going to make them listen. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't really do like social media anymore. Because... Can't even get the Teen Titans to listen. I know. Sorry. What? I... Anyway, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really, uh, I don't really do the social media that much uh, nowadays because uh, it was giving me anxiety and my therapist said I should stop. So uh, I don't have a Twitter to plug or anything like that. So the only thing that I want to kind of get out there is uh, this group of guys that do uh, video game uh, reviews and they do streams and they also have a D&D podcast and they play Fiat Fiasco, which is a really fun uh, improv tabletop game. They do that uh, once a month uh, and they're called Easy Allies. And I've been supporting them for a long time. They they originally started out uh, at game trailers, and then when that shut down, they kind of spun off into their own thing. And they have been a huge source of positivity and uh, just really good vibes in my life. And they they've helped me through a lot of tough times. And so I I would love for people to give them a chance if they're looking for somebody new to uh, you know. Uh, give their video game opinions or anything like that. They're really great, uh, easy allies. You can find them on YouTube, Patreon, podcasts. They have they have multiple podcasts, so you can jump into that. Uh, but if you've been feeling down about uh, the negativity that's been going on around in the world, easy allies might kind of lift you up because uh, everybody's just uh, really nice and they they just preach love and respect. And uh, and I really uh, I really carry that with me, but yes, yeah. that was beautiful. Yeah, that's all I got. That was nice. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Send me the link to that so I can put it in the show notes. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. And then Thank you. Thank I you for having me. Of course. And then there was something else I was going to say, but I forgot what it was, so it probably wasn't important. Okay. <laughs> None of what I say is. Uh. Um. So, all right. Well, 
uh, text me that, and I will probably text you other. I'll text you other stuff. Yeah, we're, and... we're always talking, so like, right. whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll, oh, you're gonna text me? Okay, well that's new. <laughs> oh geez, you're gonna talk to me outside of this situation? Impossible. Un- unacceptable. Yes. How dare you think that we communicate as humans? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I'll, All I'll, right. Uh, let you go. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of No Budget Dreams. And thanks for, to Kyle for stopping by and being my guest this week. For more information on Easy Allies, please follow the link to their website in the show notes. And if you feel so inclined, please rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. I have a five-star rating on iTunes right now. I'd kind of like to see some more reviews pop up if you feel like you'd like to do that. Also, feel free to engage with me on social media at No Budget Dreams on Twitter, No Budget Dreams Pod on Instagram, and No Budget Dreams at gmail.com. And check out my website, NoBudgetDreams.com. And that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for coming on this journey with me.